Hi friends, welcome to Level Up with Lori. This podcast is all about the ins and outs of building a six-figure network marketing business. I'm your host, Lori Urban, small business and network marketing coach. I teach women how to build businesses on their terms and around their busy lifestyles. I want them to fall in love with their business and to wake up every single morning with purpose. I am so excited that you tuned in today. So let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm really excited about our guest today because Nicole, so this is Nicole Todd. She is with Pampered Chef and has been with Pampered Chef for over eight years. So for those of you in the network marketing world, you know that that is a big deal. So she is a leader. And what I love about Nicole is that we met kind of in the online world a few years ago. And when I was listening to her story, it is so similar to my own that I was like, okay, I've got to connect with this girl. Like we need to chat. She has three kiddos. She was a full-time teacher, high school teacher. Is this story sounding familiar to anybody else? And she left teaching, which I know people always are like overwhelmed and like cannot believe that you would ever do that to do Pampered Chef full-time and stay home with her family. So I definitely want to talk more about that decision because it's not an easy decision to make for today. But first, I want you guys to kind of get to know her with all of our fun rapid fire questions. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for coming. Okay, so let's, let's dig in. So what three things should we know about you? Sorry, just some random noise came up, and I don't know if that was on my computer or yours. Oh, no worries. That is the beauty of... Close everything down here, because I don't know what that was. There we go. I don't know if that was me or you. Anyhow, sorry. Um, three things about me that everyone should know. Well, like you said, I'm a mom of three. I had three kids in 19 months, so there's a set of twins in there, yes. Three kids in uh, 19 months? I didn't know anybody was crazier than I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> twins. People always ask me, do you have twins in there? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, just really close together. <laughs> yeah, so we, so we have, we have three, and um, yeah, I can relate to anyone when they say uh, they don't remember certain times of their life because that first year of, you know, like 2013 is a bit of a blur. Don't remember a whole lot. Um, yeah, so, you know, mom, I've been married for almost 10 years and I get to work from home. I love, love, love being active, physically active. Our family is all about activity and being outside and being outdoors. And uh, that's something that I've always done my whole life is just be really, you know, I don't like to use the word busy, but just, you know, doing things. We love fitness and health and all that sort of thing. And so that's one of the main reasons why I'm in the business that I am in to show people that eating doesn't have to be hard and eating healthy. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I'm always watching your Facebook. You guys are always off doing something and I love taking the word busy out of like, I always say I'm not busy. My life is full. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. You know, yeah. We'll term busy and yeah. We lead a very full life. It's a good thing. <laughs> okay. So what would you say your favorite book is? You know, that's a really, really, really hard one to say. Um, 
So I kind of, I broke it down into two, I've had it broke down into two different things because I love professional development or like personal development. Yep. So if you were to go there, I have authors. I love, love, love Brene Brown. Uh, and I love Darren Hardy. I mean, both of them are like tough love type people. Yeah. And they're that's both real, which is what I love, right? Like they're not going to yeah. things. They're going to tell you exactly way, the way that it is, which I think yeah. we all need a little bit more of. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it was the compound effect was the one that kind of switched my brain um, into thinking and really started to think more big and higher level, but in the same sense of just, you know, changing what you do every single day to make the bigger impact in life. Um, so yeah, I love tough love. And I think that's kind of our whole motto in our family as well. We don't sugarcoat things. We teach the kids the real things. We don't, you know, all that kind of stuff. But from a fiction, I love The Time Traveler's Wife from years and years ago. And currently I'm in the midst of Outlander series, reading it. And I just love it. So I guess I like time travel, apparently. And love. you were a really big time travel fan. So apparently. do you listen to a lot of audiobooks then? Uh-oh. Freeze? I don't. don't. I don't actually. It's not something. Uh, yeah, especially when I'm reading for for like personal development, I like to write as well. Wow. So like, if you go through my Dare to Lead, it is like you know dog-eared and underlined and starred, and there's so many like notes on it where I feel like if I'm listening to Audible. I can't do that. And I'm the type of person, even when I was teaching, I would teach my students, like, you need to listen, but you need to write it down because it's another way of remembering things. Yep. So because I love to consume so much information, um, I just, I need to keep track of it totally. by writing it all down. One of the things that someone told me, uh, maybe, I think I just heard about it a couple weeks ago, was that you should listen while you're reading it. And that your brain will actually take it in like that one step further, which I find that feels like a lot of overkill for me, listening and reading. But sometimes that like sometimes that might be super helpful. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. But I think that would be a lot. Like just have to sit and read it at the same pace that they're reading it as well. And be yeah. No, I'll try it. I might try it out. I might try it out. Okay. So how about a podcast? If you're not, you don't really listen to books, do you, would you say you listen to podcasts? Yes. Again, it's back to that whole like personal development junkie. Yeah. So I have a, I do. I love, love, love podcasts. Listen to them all the time when I'm in my car. Like tonight I have a class, a cooking show in Port Dover. So I have like my list kind of ready to go. So ones that I absolutely love are Women Inspiring Women. Melanie Metro, she's a beach body person. Um, Gold Digger, Gary V, Impact Theory, The One Thing. It, it, like, it's really hard for me to narrow these things down. <laughs> no, I listen to podcasts in all of the cracks of my life. Like, yes. I'm in the shower, I'm listening to something, I'm driving in my car, I'm listening to something. Yeah. I just feel like every moment can be squished full of like learning something else. And there's just yeah it always blows my mind how much you can learn in podcasts just by trying to figure out a topic. Oh, absolutely. And like, even I, I, the other part of me loves to clean. 
And uh, my group and my mastermind laughs at me because I usually have the biggest brainwaves when I'm cleaning. So I'll literally be listening to a podcast and cleaning and doing whatever I need. And it's, I always have a pad of paper somewhere close by because I'll like pause it, stop what I'm doing and write something down because yeah, it's just, yeah. I always say that I need a pad of paper in my shower because that is where I get all of my good ideas. And I think it's because it's the only like time in my, like my day where I'm actually, my brain is actually quiet. <clears throat> yeah. You know what? You should get like a whiteboard and hang it up high where the water's not going to hit it. I know. I need something because sometimes I forget them by the time I get out of the shower. Totally. Totally get it. I get it. I think it's just because our mind is racing, right? Like your mind's constantly go, 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 go. And you're thinking yeah. of things and idea generation and yeah. Exactly. Okay. Tell me why you started with Pampered Chef eight years ago. Um, honestly, it, I know this isn't the best story to say, but it kind of just fell into my lap. Um, I was purchasing a, what's that? I think that happens to a lot of us. Yeah. It, I was purchasing a stone as a gift and, uh, ended up hosting a show. I didn't know anything about direct sales at all. Um, ended up hosting and she had offered me the business and I did it, but I, she had offered it and she said, okay, well, I'll call you in two days and see what you're thinking about. And it was my husband, to be honest, that I always give him full credit on this because he was the one that said to me, you know what, Nicole, if you don't try it, you're never going to know if you like it or um, anything like that. So you just don't want to be regretful of not trying something that could have really, really worked. And so I truly believe that things come into your life when you are supposed to have them or have them arrive because it's just how I feel. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of how it all got started. You know, I thought I'll try it out, see what I like if I like it, if it's something for me, because I mean, you know, as a teacher, you'd never consider yourself as a salesperson. You're a teacher. Yes. Exactly. Right? And um, so that kind of horrified me a little bit <laughs> that yeah. I would be seen as a salesperson. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to be honest, I always think now I'm like, well, when I was teaching, I was selling too. I had to sell the content somehow. Exactly. Exactly. And now while you're selling, you're actually teaching as well. Yes. Yes. I always say, like, I have this 30, I went to school in the States. I have this $30,000 education and that people are like, you stepped away from it, but no, I didn't. I take everything that I learned in that education and my experience teaching and I apply it to my business probably every single day. Oh, for sure. You're just teaching in a different way. You're teaching different students. Yes. That's, yeah, I know. Because now actually want to learn from me. Yeah, I know. I mean, I got the exact same thing. I have eight years of university and science is my like big thing. But I always go back to one story that I had during a parent teacher interview. And the, one of my students, I guess, said to her, her parents, you know, talking about me. And she's like, but like, I know she loves teaching, but she loves to cook so much. And so I laughed because I thought, oh my goodness, here I've taken cooking and teaching and I put them together to make this wonderful little world that suits us. Yeah. Yeah. When you started out, how old were your kids or did you have three kids at that time? Like, no, I just had one. So Oliver at the time was six months. He's our oldest. And, um, yeah, it was just, just the three of us and our dog. So <laughs> okay. yeah. 
take me through that journey a little bit because I want to hear your story. So you sign up, you sound like you had a little bit of an intent to make it a business, which a lot of people don't necessarily in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I had signed up, to be honest, my husband is an electrician yep. and he's also a realtor now, but, um, he always had a side business. He always had a full-time job with a company, but he always had a side gig of electrical. And so when we got married, uh, the way we worked it was he's kind of like the big vision person and I'm the day-to-day -day organized, right? When it even comes down to money. And so I would, you know, do our finances and our bills and all that kind of stuff. And, and it came down to, you know, getting income tax returns. And I remember saying like, what the heck? Like we get a great return because of your business, but yet I see how much, you know, as a teacher, we're yeah. handing off. And so it kind of always sat in the back of my mind. And I grew up with entrepreneurial parents. My dad is a truck driver, literally in June, he's celebrating 50 years of driving. And uh, my mom is a fashion designer. And so she's on and off had her own business and like, you know, went back into the finance industry and then now she's working again for herself. And so it was kind of a way that I grew up and I didn't really clue into it until I was on mat leave of, okay, like this is what, you know, it was really like when I was growing up because my parents both worked for themselves. It wasn't, yeah. So when I had the opportunity to try this out, I thought, it, you know, it's a good merriment between I love cooking, I love baking, I love being at home. Um, I'm a big homebody. And so why, like Sean just said, give it a try. And so I did. I started it thinking, okay, if this could, it wasn't about, it's funny, it wasn't about the income. No. It was the income tax write-off, right? <laughs> It's depressing when you're, when you're teaching and you get that paycheck and you see how much of your money goes somewhere other than your pocket. And I'm sure a lot of people feel like that in a lot of jobs. I just like, wow. my husband still is a teacher, a full-time teacher. So yeah. when we look at our income and our income sources, it sometimes is really a powerful statement of numbers. Yeah. And you know what I think the other thing too, though, is that if you don't grow up in an environment where you understand, you know, that when you're self-employed, there's a lot of benefits to being self-employed. You don't even have that thought process of, hey, this doesn't have to be the way that it is. Right. We are, we kind of grow up with all these notions, right? Like you, you do this, you go get a job and going off of that main path is really, really scary. And I don't mm -hmm. think for me, I don't think it was scary from a standpoint of, I didn't know that it was the right decision. For me, I was kind of pushed into it, but I didn't know it was the right decision. But for me, it was like, what is everyone else going to say? What, oh, what are yes. they thinking? What are they going to say? And I know the conversations that were had behind my back. I'm certain of it. <laughs> and I'm sure you Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, I, I have been literally to my face been told I'm crazy. Yep. And it was not like a kind gesture. <laughs> Um, that tough love we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it, the conversations, I, like I said, I have an undergrad, I have a master's of science and I also have my teaching. So like, let's talk about the money poured down the drain for, for education. But again, we've at least been able to, I get to use that. Yes. But for sure, like the people, it, <laughs> It's that path that people are uncertain of, right? If, if, there, if there's in, uncertainty, 
there is risk involved. And I, I think I benefited because I lived that my whole life. Now, when I think about it, my brother also has his own business. So like entrepreneurship was in your blood. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And so I'm just glad I had that little nudge in the very beginning to try it. Cause I always thought I wanted the structure and I wanted the like, you know, go to work, do work, come home. And then I had Oliver and you know, life changes and the idea of sending him off to daycare and yeah, it just didn't, didn't sit well with me. Sometimes even the numbers don't necessarily make sense in that, in that time either, because your time, your time, A, your time, but B, your time with your child is valuable as well. And you have to be able to put a number on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah paying for, uh, yeah, I get all of it. And the truth was I was never a stay at home mom, even though I let go of teaching. Um, but at the end of the day, I do like, I think that was my biggest holdup was wondering what everybody else was going to say. And that seems so silly now that I think back to it, because I mean, I, I think it's Rachel Hollis that says like everyone else's opinion is none of my, none of your business, but it yeah. is what we think about, right? It's, it's, uh, definitely roadblocks that we face. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, even there's still that like idea of, I mean, when you're a teacher, you have a job and you have a profession and now all of a sudden I've given that up. Right. So sometimes there can be that little bit of a loss of self sense. Um, and now I'm quote unquote, like the pampered chef lady. So am I okay with that? Right. Like it took a long, it took a while for me to just be like, yeah, I am the pampered chef lady. (laughs) Like actually that's something I would love to talk about because I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is, and it's because of all these negative connotations over network marketing. So I know it's been a long time for me. And I've said this in other podcast episodes, someone would say to me, Oh, those are lovely earrings. And I'd be like, thank you. around and walk the other way and never look at that as an opportunity to introduce myself or introduce my business or someone would right. say, what do you do? And I would stumble and trip over my words because I don't know that I was owning it yet. Right. So how, yeah. how did you find totally. and it, like yeah. the, How did you become brave and own it? Like, what did that look like for you? Um, I think it just took a lot of thought. Like I'm a funny. I think a lot of people think that I'm very extroverted, but I'm pretty introverted and I live a lot in my own brain. So I think a lot about things. Um, and the owning, it really came down to, okay, what kind of skills do I have and what is the value that I can provide to people? And, um, yeah, it came from that because I don't actually think of myself as the pampered chef lady, um, which is what I'm sure people that don't know me see me as. And that's totally cool by me when they, once I, I figured out, like, once they get to know me, that's not how they will see me. Yes. And so they'll how see do you the, feel that they see you. Pardon me. Sorry. How do you feel that they see you once they get to know you? Once they get to know me, I think, um, it's funny cause we actually just did this in our mastermind and, um, I think people see the value that I can provide to them and, you know, the empowerment from a, a parenting perspective with cooking and eating healthy and, Um, they see the things that I can shed light on and just share the experiences that I have as a mom of three. I love that. And one of the reasons that I love that, and we were just talking about this before the, the, before we started taping was that 
it's not about just simply handing somebody a catalog. I think the true value in network marketing and in quote unquote selling something is the difference that you can make in people's lives and the ways that you can teach them something. And Mm -hmm. so you do that in such an incredible way online with your cooking classes and just really sharing your own lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I think that's, I just think that that's where a lot of, and I think that's where a lot of people in network marketing, not, I don't want to say get it wrong, but just haven't found their path yet. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes too, depending on um, who they joined with, they might not necessarily have um, been shown that path of, you know, like, like, you know, what is your value? Write them down. What are the skills that you can provide? What services can you give to people so that they can brand themselves and set themselves apart from being the, you know, in my case, paper chef consultant. And um, is that something that I, you work with when you bring women into your organization? I do talk about it, definitely. Um, I think it's really, really important, and I try to set myself as an example. Um, but it also depends on the person and what they're wanting to hear. Yeah. Right. Because some people, right. They've got like the preconceived notions of what it is and, and yeah. But with the people that want to run with the business, then definitely it's something that we talk more and more about. Well, and I do believe that that, that that also is the shift in network marketing over the last 10 years is I do believe 10 years ago, it really was about selling and looking at those like, sales tools of dropping things off on people's porch and following up with them 48 hours later and then 72 hours later and then X, Y, Z, and it all comes down to the same result. But I just think that that's also what gave that icky like, con- like connotation to it. And now we need to do differently. We need to lead with value yeah. over sales. Absolutely. And so you may be selling them Pampered Chef, but you are teaching them a lifestyle and teaching them how to, um, you were talking earlier about family events and um, gathering, gatherings with families. And I'm certain that that involves your product, but you don't really talk about it like that. No, no. Like, yeah, I, I think of Pampered Chef as my product partner. So, uh, the skills and the tools and everything that we talk about and we teach and we learn, um, is at the forefront. Um, I mean, I say this at my classes too, you know, if you needed to fix your car, you'd have to have the right tools. Yeah. If you needed to do electrical in your house, you'd have to have the right tools. And I think sometimes, sadly, people don't see that value for their kitchen when yet you're in your kitchen multiple times a day preparing things and getting things done. So I don't necessarily focus on the tools when I'm doing a prepped class. Um, cause I want them to get more value out of it. But yes, I mean, when we're together as a family, yeah, it comes up obviously pampered chef and stuff, but we talk about, you know, how to get that perfect swirl on the cupcake. We literally what we just did the other day, but yeah. Love it. I love it. So is that like, if you had to give advice to someone starting out who was asking you like, how do I, how do I lead with value over leading with sales? Like what, what kinds of things would you tell them? Um, I would, I would ask them, you know, why are you doing this? I think knowing why you're doing what you're doing is, is key. Um, a, cause it's the force that's going to 
push you through, especially in the beginning, because in the beginning you are going to hear no, and you're going to hear no more than you probably ever heard. And you won't have that thick rhinoceros skin yet. Um, I that I think we have it yet. Like I, I, I don't know that it gets all that much easier, but you just kind of realize it comes with the territory. Yeah, totally. But I think as a new person, new consultant, you don't necessarily have that yet. Yeah. So I think knowing your why is really, really important. Um, and I think sitting down and really going through and, and figuring out, okay, what is it that I have that's different from someone else? What is it that I can provide to people that can help them? Uh, figuring out who your target audience is. You know, are you talking to a brand new mom? Or are you talking to, you know, men in their 50s? Who are you talking to? Because when you're standing in a group of people, you don't want to be talking about something completely different than what they actually are, right? Yeah, and, and you are calling in your tribe. So mm -hmm. when you are online and you're offering that value, you're going to attract the kind of people that will get the value that you're intending, right? So like you said, you're talking to new moms. Yes. Show them different skills in the kitchen than you would show necessarily like a high-level baker or somebody that does that on a regular basis. Absolutely. And so when they're starting out, you know, they need to know who's coming, right? Like if I'm thinking about like my first cooking class, who's going to be around there? Who am I going to be talking to? And that comes down to, you know, knowing your group. So asking if it's a host, say, ask the host, you know, who's coming? What are they like? Yes. And finding that out beforehand so that you can, you can help them. That is a great, great, great hosting uh, tip, guys. So if you did not hear that, Nicole just said, you want to know the room that you're walking into before you do. And so chat with your hostess about who, what are her friends like? What are her family like? Who is going to love XYZ product? Who's going to find value in something else? Um, knowing your audience will help you tailor kind of even your welcome or whatever you're going to teach them during the party. Um, and really, I think that the better experience you give people, the more likely they are going to come back and connect with you. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Because it is about experience. It's with, it's about them getting some kind of value out of being there. Yeah. Um, it's about them having fun because if they're not having fun, yeah, they're not coming back if they're not having fun. No, no. If it was boring and like droning on of listening to someone talk, 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 they don't. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And probably like that. And they're not going to host. Probably no. The best advertising you ever do is to the people in that exact room. Like they want to do, if they want to do it again, they're going to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any last words of advice or tips that you want to leave people with? This has been awesome. I, I wasn't quite sure where we were going to take our conversation, but I feel like there's so much value and hidden gems in this chat. Oh, thank you. Um, like, I think it just, I would say like dream big. I think if we're, if we're directing this at um, other people in direct sales, dream big, like really figure out what you're doing and why you're doing it and lead with your heart. Be who you are. Don't, you know, you have an upline and yeah, you learn from them and um, shadow them and, and do all that kind of stuff, but make it your own. Be different and own being different because that's what I think is going to set you apart. And that's where 
You're going to build the authentic relationships that you have with your customers and your hosts. And I think once you start building those kind of relationships, that's, you know, when you have a relationship, that's where you maintain your customers and that's where you're going to build and get bigger and stronger as a tribe of the people that you're helping and serving. And so when you realize that you're helping and serving other people, then whatever your big dream is, you're, it's going to help you to get closer and closer and closer to that by serving others. Oh my gosh, that was, everybody needs to rewind and repeat that like four times because that was awesome. Like I really do believe that there's no glass ceilings in this business that you can literally do anything that you want. And the way to do that is to be yourself. And because it's just so much easier to be yourself in these businesses and to carve your own path and take little tidbits and lessons from wherever you can, whether it's your upline or it's somebody else on your team or somebody in an entirely different business. There's so much to learn, but just be yourself and just go with what feels right. And that was amazing. Thank you. Nicole. That was awesome. Oh, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's fun. And um, you guys, make sure that you share this with your friends because I think that as you are bringing new women into your organization or even just into your circle, they can really see the value of connection and relationships and leading with value and service over sales. Because in that, I just feel like we... We really, we create loyal customers when we lead with service over sales. So that is it for this week. Thanks again, Nicole. I am sure we will talk to you again soon. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Bye, you guys. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you got a few takeaways and feel energized to get out there and take on the world. Before you go, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would hop on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Or if you are on Facebook, join me in my Facebook group, Level Up with Lori Inner Circle. Or tag me on Instagram at This Is Life with Lori and I will be sure to give you a shout out. Until next week, my friends.